Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. We're in this beautiful yeah. studio, Sam Gordon. Yeah, welcome back, Vinny. You know, Feels this good is, to be here. Yeah, huh? it, it does feel good to be here. It's hot outside or getting hotter, hotter outside. You can always tell. Because when you walk in and it's nice and cool, <laughs> the air conditioner uh, is on. So uh, it'll probably be on for the next six months. Yeah, I would say so. That sounds right. about right. At least. The heat is coming. There's no, it always, because it was cold here for a while. Yeah, windy. It was cold here, cold Rainy. and windy and just erratic. The weather was kind of erratic. Um, uh, but then there, there's always this turning point in Las Vegas where there's no turning back. It's going to be hot for the rest of the summer, yeah. spring, summer. A little bit of the fall. Uh, but before we get to what we need to get to today, and there's a lot to talk about uh, with the Raiders, as always, I uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, First and Ten and all of the uh, uh, podcasts here on Vegas Nation are brought to you by STN Sports, uh, the Blue Wire, and of course, Las Vegas Review Journal. But uh, Sam, how are we doing today? Doing good, Vinny. Uh, doing good. It's crunch time, right? We're about two weeks away from the NFL draft. I mean, two weeks from – we're recording this on Wednesday afternoons. Two weeks from Thursday yeah. from the NFL draft, uh, and we're right around the corner. So, I think the offseason in a lot of ways, like it will for every other team, is going to crystallize for the Raiders. But especially with the Raiders having so many draft picks and so many needs on the defensive side of the ball – we're going to have some answers to some questions that I think we've had, I think that fans have had for quite some time. We'll know a lot more in two and a half weeks. Yeah, uh, it's, it's always interesting because this time of year, I feel like there's so much time and there's so much information. And, and a lot of times, feel like you, you kind of focus on the bad part of it rather than the good part of it. Like, this is what the time of year where people almost start talking themselves out of, of, of drafting good prospects. And, and just to share a quick story, I used to work for the Lakers way back in the day. Yep. Right? And I would love, we, we would have cabinets of old scouting reports. I'm talking about legendary players, right? But if you took out the name and just read the scouting report, you're like, this guy stinks. Oh, that's Larry Bird. I'm sorry. That's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's like the flaws are just yeah. so pronounced. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. it, and it feels like, you know, uh, we, 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 we start focusing a lot on, on the flaws rather than some of the strengths. And I do wonder in this draft group, uh, and, and let's start with the quarterbacks, because if you look at the quarterbacks, um, are we talking about it? Is there a Patrick Mahomes in this class? I would say it's unlikely. <laughs> Who, what would you say the highest end? If you were to make a comp of C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, what's of those four players, who's, what's the highest comp that you would give in a, in a, in a contemporary player or maybe a recent past? I think Anthony Richardson from an upside perspective, mm-hmm. right? He might not be the safest bet. I think Bryce Young where he stands right now with what he's good at, his strengths, I think, are, are most ready to translate to the NFL right. level. So who's Bryce Young to you? Mm. Who's Bryce Young to you? Well, he's an accurate, accurate distributor of the football. I'm saying who... Who, well, who does he from? remind me of? Yes, like who is, who is he? Who's, who's, you know, your best case scenario comp for, for Bryce Young? Serious, like, like, I'm struggling with this, Sam. Best case scenario. Best case. Uh, probably like a Russell Wilson. 
Best case. Best case. Yeah. You know, a guy who's been around for a long time, accurate with the football, uh, can move a little bit, can make all the throws. Um, the size has, I think, affected him in certain situations, but right. not every situation. He's C. worked C. around Stroud. it. Great maturity. Um, C.J. Stroud. Oh, geez. <sighs> what do you think? I, well, I don't think it's Patrick Mahomes. No. You know, and I and I don't think it's Joe Burrow. Right. Uh, I don't think it's Justin Herbert. Yeah. I think I think I think Anthony Richardson has Josh Allen kind of okay. upside if you can tap into that, but far from a guarantee, right? With what we've seen so far, could 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 Stroud be a Jalen Hurts kind of guy? Could Anthony Richardson be a Jalen Hurts top five six quarterback? Well, he wasn't. He until, wasn't coming into that. You're 100 right. That's the weird thing. It's about imperfect. All this. It's 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 imperfect. Yeah. It's an imperfect process, right? The the most productive rookie quarterback that played this past season, 2022, was Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, right? Who, of course, he inherited a great situation, but Definitely. nonetheless, he was really good. Right. And it's possible. I mean, it's not possible. It's obvious there were some flaws in the scouting process. I agree. And let's take it back to Brock Purdy. Uh, you can make the argument, well, he was on a great team. Yeah, but that didn't stop a bunch of bad quarterbacks that couldn't take advantage when Jimmy G went out absolutely there and, and they went into the into the trash can yep you know uh, the Nick Mullins of the world guys that just couldn't get it done there were there were a few of them that's why Jimmy you know, the, the 49ers record with Jimmy Garoppolo was so good and it was so bad without him there were they were good teams yep but they weren't so good that you could just stick anybody in there and as we saw in the NFC championship game you still can't do that you know Brock Purdy clearly a, a good Good quarterback. quarterback. Clearly, you have to give him. Right. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant, not Mister Irrelevant. It, you'd think, based on what we saw this past season, that he probably, with a do-over, would have been drafted way higher. There were right. some flaws in that process. Right. I see. Okay. So, so when we're talking about this particular, I'll, I'll, I'll let's play it forward. Yeah. If you were to talk right now, based off what you saw last year, yeah, Caleb Williams, are you talking? I'm, I'm, I'm the name Patrick Mahomes is coming in the into he, the. Caleb Williams was far and away the best. Had was the best package of, of total package of what we and he won the Heisman Trophy right right that's for a reason he the way he was able to move improvise off script play from the pocket he does a lot of the things that Patrick Mahomes does well he did we saw that at the college level right there were some Patrick Mahomes in there. absolutely there was there was there was some moments there was when you watch Caleb Williams you go Super Bowl could be in his future like we put him on a good team and what he can do to elevate himself his teammates make plays on the run, make something out of nothing. Absolutely. All of those types of things, uh, you you feel like, okay, Caleb Williams is kind of that guy. I'm not so sure that, that any of these in guys this is. Are, are that guy. Yeah. But but it's just, that's it's how it is. We, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you just don't know. It's a very, very imperfect process right now. With that being said, Caleb Williams, I think if he was in this draft, would be, I think, clear cut the best No prospect. doubt about it. So... You know what does that what does that mean for the Raiders? What does it mean for where they're at? Okay, and let's let's talk about what it means for the Raiders. Um, you know where they are at number seven. I don't think they're going to have access to any of the, at least the top three: Richardson, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and maybe not even Will Levis. Not to say that uh, Will would be in their world uh, anyway, even at number seven. Um, all right, so uh, that's why if you're talking about trading up, is there a guy that you would trade up for? In this draft, like let's say, let's say, um, let's say, let's say there's a surprise at no, at number one or number two. You know, let's say Houston doesn't even draft a quarterback at number two, and and one of the one of the three 
or two of the three actually falls to number three. Would you be, would, is there, is there, is there anybody that you would trade up for and give up pretty big assets for? No, none. Not for me right now. If Bryce I was Young. one of the team, if Bryce Young fell to number two, three, maybe Bryce Young would be the guy. If a CJ Stroud fell to number three, I, I, don't, I still don't know because. And I'm not trying about, to be argumentative. No, here. no, no, no. This is, this is good because this isn't a ready-made roster yet. You know, like the defense, it's a ready-made offense, but do you want to give up assets when you you, you, you do you want to put your rookie quarterback in a position where he's taking over an un, uh, a defense that's not going to be maxed out? This is a huge – the Raiders have a lot of draft capital to rebuild their defense right now, to have it, to get that – not rebuild, build. Build a defense right now, a surplus of draft picks and a premium pick at, at number seven. I just don't know – now, if it was a Caleb Williams, I was just going to say, you know, because because that's a fat, completely different conversation. It's a different story. Like if you were to say you're starting with Patrick Mahomes, now you go go build a team around him. You would take that a hundred times out of a hundred right. because he's shown that you don't have to have a perfect. And there's it's not a knock to say that a quarterback's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. There's of at most of two or three, four quarterbacks in the league at a given time right. that is going to be able to kind of transcend maybe holes of other rosters and, and you know, th- th- with his individual greatness, be able to to kind of make up for what a team lacks maybe elsewhere on right. the offensive line, on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. To answer your question, Vinny, nobody in this draft, I don't, I don't see a transcendent kind of player no. in that in this in this particular draft. Now, if somebody falls to number seven, or if it's a pick swap and one draft pick way later on, something like that. Then potentially, sure. But I'm not, if I'm running the team, I'm not giving up next year's first. Right. I'm not giving up a second, third. Like, no, there's too many holes. There's too many opportunities with, these, with, this, with this draft capital. Um, this is the, the Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels' first real, I mean, the, the trade from Devontae Adams affected the draft capital last year. Now you have a real imp- a chance to put your imprint on this team through the NFL draft. There's just not a quarterback for me personally in this draft that I feel comfortable giving up real assets for. Right. I go up. Okay, uh, I, I do think there's one potentially transcendent talent in this of that, and it is Anthony Richardson. Right, potentially he has the most upside. Yes, potentially. Yes. Okay, and I went back and looked at you know the Buffalo Bills traded up twice in the first round to get him. Mm. They gave up a lot. They went from twenty one, twenty three, somewhere over there, to twelve with the Cincinnati Bengals. Gave up their first round pick, you know, uh, other picks and a player to get to number 12. All right. Then they had to trade from number 12 to number, I want to say seven, wherever, wherever they ended up to get, to get Josh McDaniels. They gave up the 12th pick. They gave up two second round picks and, you know, something else, a couple other picks yeah. to then get Josh Allen. Now, yeah. if we go back to that draft, I think the, some of the same things that they were saying about Josh Allen are the same, the same things that we're saying now about Anthony Richardson. 100%. But the, but, and here's the thing. This is the kicker to it all. Even if the Raiders or somebody were to trade up to number three to get Anthony Richardson or wherever they felt like they needed to trade up to get him, with all the flaws, just like Josh Allen, if you feel it's the guy, if you feel that's the guy, you got to do what you got to do. The Buffalo Bills did that. And... Look what's happened. They've got an MVP candidate. When he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's been to an AFC championship. An offense unto himself in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, and, and the, the tools with Anthony Richardson are there. Is it worth the risk at this, at this point in time? Right. Right. Because the other side of that would be like RG3 with, the, with Washington. They, they moved up. 
he showed and, and injury, whatever it was, it didn't work out. And look at how far it sets you back. Yeah. So it's a it's a heck of a decision. It is a heck of a decision to have to think about. But I'm with you, Vinny. I always felt like Bryce Young is the safest kind of you know what he does well, things are going to translate right away. But when you're talking about ceiling and upside, sure, Anthony Richardson is a little green, a little wet behind the ears, still didn't play a ton at Florida, but some of the things that he showed with infrastructure, with coaching, with development, you could see the apex and what it could become. Yeah, uh, so so interesting to think about. Um, and I think that's one of the good things about bringing in Jimmy G. Yeah. It lessens the urgency right. to maybe do something like that. Uh, although I think, you know, in, in talking to people like, you know, Dave Ziegler and, and Josh McDaniels, I don't think that they're going to do anything haphazardly mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, we got to do this. We got to, we need a quarterback. You know, I don't think that they would do I don't think that's the approach that they would take. But if they are, if they feel Anthony Richardson's the next Josh Allen, we're going to move whatever mountains we got to move to go get him. I think they would do it. I'm not saying they will, but I think that that, it's a, it's, that it's would be the mindset. Sure. It. it would have to be that kind of conviction. All right. So the quarterback, uh, you know, uh, uh, draft situation is a little murky right now because uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen at number one and number two. I do think there's a there's a, a possibility that the Raiders would trade up to number three if the guy that they do like is sitting there uh, at number three. Uh, although I, I also think that they could stick with number seven. I also think that they might trade down. Sure. Um, but it, obviously it always takes two to, t- to tango. Uh, an interesting, and then as part of that, an interesting player is uh, over in Henderson. Uh, we're we're taping on Wednesday. Uh, Jalen Carter, yep, the the, the Georgia defensive tackle, uh, is in Henderson visiting uh, with the Raiders as as one of the uh, Raiders' top thirty visits. Each team is allowed thir- up to thirty individual visits that they can they can bring into the facility for some further talking. And I don't think there's a player in this draft or many others. Um, who face a more important personal visit mm. with the Raiders than Jalen Carter. And we've said this before, if you opened up the dictionary yep. and looked up uh, Raiders' defensive needs, you might find a picture of Jalen Carter. Yeah, uh, He's a guy that uh, for, for more than a decade, the Raiders um, have needed a player like him uh, and have not have fallen short time after time again, trying to find an interior defensive lineman who can wreak the kind of havoc uh, that he can. We're talking about uh, when things are going right, somebody that can be as disruptive as an Aaron Donald, Mm. a Jeffrey Simmons from Mm. the Tennessee Titans, uh, Chris um, Jones from the the, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That's the caliber of player on film that Jalen Carter is. And imagine him inside of a Max Crosby and, you know, for maybe one more year, Chandler Jones. That's that's a difference maker. It's a total difference maker. It's a total difference maker for everybody on the field. It right. makes your pass rush better. It helps you in the run game. It gives more opportunity for your linebackers and your DBs don't have to be as sticky. It changes. Right. A disruptive defensive tackle still can change everything right. and, and anchor a defense in a really um, unique way. I think it's I, look, Vinny. I think it's the right thing to do. The Raiders have to do their due diligence. Right. There, there is no harm whatsoever. We know about the situation at Georgia. We know about some of the similarities that there is to Henry Ruggs. We know about you know how it might play in, in this in in this particular city. That being said, there is no harm whatsoever by being thorough and by being and by doing due diligence because. Look, Jalen Carter's a a twenty two year old kid, right? He's twenty two years old, twenty one, twenty two. No, like should should what happened at Georgia be a referendum for for his entire life, right. right? Like there is potential for growth and for for evolution at the next level, and it's incumbent 
upon the Raiders, regardless of what decision and regardless of what opinions, every like there's no harm in doing the due diligence. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. And just to catch everybody up, um, Jalen Carter was uh, cited uh, and uh, this was, um, he was cited for reckless driving and uh, speeding, I guess, uh, in, in, in conjunction with, in relation to a car accident that took the life of uh, one of his former teammates at Georgia and then a recruiting staff member mm-hmm. uh, at the University uh, of Georgia. They were misdemeanor charges. Um, he's already been, you know, um, hours of community service. There's a probation, uh, uh, you know, part of it as well. That's one thing, yep. all right? Um, there's also the fact that, and that's in, in, here in Las Vegas, obviously, with the Henry Rugg situation, um, speeding, yeah, there's car some, crash, there's some sensitivity tragedy, to it for all, sure. Absolutely. So um, we, we know what we're talking about yep. as it relates to that. There's also, um, he showed up uh, out of shape at his pro day soon after all that had kind of come out with, uh, with his role. Uh, in, in in that car accident, um, and then having to you know face some legal trouble, uh, he shows up out of shape, can't get through his workouts. A little bit of a red flag there. I think if you if you watch the film play in and play out, there might be a little bit of issue of the motor running, uh, you know, and humming at a high level all the time. Yep. Uh, so there's concerns. There's red flags. Um, if you're the Raiders. And you're Josh McDaniels and you're Dave Ziegler. What do you got to hear from Jalen Carter today to give you uh, peace of mind that he's going to be okay? Like you, you're you're okay drafting him number seven because regardless of what he's done in the past, it's all about what he does in the future. Do you need to hear? What do you need to hear to give you a little bit of peace of mind that he's going to make start making the right decisions rather than the wrong decisions moving forward? Year-round commitment. This is a year-round. This is a year-round job, right? The top guys, the guys that reach the pinnacle, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Aaron Downs of the world. This is a this is a job. This is year-round. They they are in shape. They're working year-round. It is a totally bought in, totally committed, and that means making great choices away from the football yeah. field, right? Like yeah. it means you're making great choices. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy yourself once in a right. while. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy being in Las Vegas. It means right. doing it responsibly with the understanding that. Football is the priority, and it's going to be year round. Right. So that's what I would. That's what I would need to hear. And 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 then you you know that that's baseline step one. Right. And, and then you kind of go from there. But um and and, and also you know that uh, he, I'm sure they're having conversations about what actually happened in Georgia and right. what he learned yeah. and why this was a, a mistake and problematic and why especially here you got to be really careful in light of the that, that the tragic situation that involved Henry Ruggs and Tina Tintor. So I would need to hear all of it. I need yeah. to hear the, from the professional side what's going to happen and, and that there has been person the real personal growth and reflection about what happened as well. Yeah, and I would, uh, and, um, having some sort of insight in, in how these things uh, sometimes work, work um, I don't think there's going to be any sugarcoating or tip of footing around. I think it's going to be a very frank yep. and honest, brutally honest type of a meeting. Uh, because you know, you you this is a huge investment. Number seven for the Raiders. Pick. Number seven, the the millions asset, of dollars, millions of dollars. The public relations factor of it all, uh, jobs <laughs> that are tied into making those types His, of decisions. No question. And so you need to know, 
and you have have to have uh, assurances as much as you possibly can. There's nobody that can truly predict the future, but you got to be uh, as close to uh, uh, Nostradamus as possible. If you're going to uh, roll the dice at number seven with Jalen Carter, that you know that this thing's going to work out. For those reasons, I'm I'm a little dubious that it's going to um, that 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 that's going to be the pick at number seven. Yep. Um, if he's even there, which I think that there's a there's a case to be made that 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 he would be. Um, but it'll be interesting, and I think, like you said, they owe it to themselves. They have to. You yeah, have it's to, still the right thing to do. Yeah, because again, on film, just a dominant, dominant player that can change the trajectory of of your defense. Uh, so Jalen Carter uh, is visiting. He's one of thirty. There's a bunch of guys that the Raiders uh, have brought in, including pretty much all the quarterbacks that they didn't bring them in. Personally, for these top 30 visits, they went and saw them and, you know, uh, met with them uh, at their pro days uh, and, and, and all that. If they do say at number seven and it isn't Jalen Carter, where would you or do you have a do you have a lean here um, on, on where you would go? I mean, this is a passing league. Yeah. OK. Um, one of the positions needed to stop a great passing attack. The Raiders have. They have an all pro defensive end. Max mm-hmm. Crosby, great pass rusher. You need a dynamic corner. Yeah. You need a dynamic corner in today's NFL. You do. I mean, you need a few, but you, you have to have one. Right. And it was an up and down year for Nate Hobbs. He might be a little bit better in the slot. What about a what about a former teammate of his if he's available yeah. at number seven, right? Right. Devin Witherspoon? Absolutely. I, li- I like Devin Witherspoon a lot. Uh, I don't know if he gets past Detroit. Detroit just, pat- just tra- uh, traded uh, um, um, Jeff Akuda. Jeff Akuda, uh, who was the third pick overall just a couple of years ago. Uh, so they moved on from him, opening the door for them to potentially take Devin Witherspoon. Uh, so if Witherspoon is that is not there, uh, then you're looking at Christian Gonzalez and Joey Porter Jr. Um, I have you know just some 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 rumblings that I've heard. What about maybe trading back? And putting yourself in a position to land a, a Joey Porter Jr., who kind of plays what the Raiders are trying to sure. do. He's a six foot three, six or six foot two, six foot three press corner. Yep. I think that's what they're looking for. Uh, so he fits that bill, and maybe not at seven, but maybe at thirteen, fourteen, and, and then and then you add value, yeah. right? When you are trying to build out a pretty much the entire side of the ball, I want as many. I was want as many draft picks as possible, as many sh- uh, shots to throw at the dartboard. Because like, like we said, Vinny, it's an imperfect process. You don't know how skills are always going to translate. You do your best to evaluate, to predict, but that's what, what kind of the collective is doing, right? We're predicting based on past performance what future performance is going to look like in a new environment. I want as many opportunities, if, especially if I'm at where, like, like how the Raiders are right now where you have a lot of positional needs on the defensive side of the ball, the more picks, the better. The more picks, the better. And then in case you know other players become available, you have more ammo for trades and whatnot. So um, I'm always I'm, I'm a big proponent of trading back. All right. I think there's a lot of value in trading back. Now, one question. Yeah. Can you name the starting two starting cornerbacks for the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> Um, uh, not off the top of my head. Okay. Can name me some defensive linemen for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Nick Bosa. Um, Armstead. Armstead. Now they got Hargrove. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, they 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 had a first round pick. They lo- they've loaded up there year in and year out. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that the San Francisco 49ers don't have any good cornerbacks. I think they do. But I don't think any of those guys were. They're not household names. No. Put it that way. Right. 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 Like yeah. so. So that's the question. Like. Would you, if you're the Raiders, do you invest high at cornerback or do you, with number seven or even trading down a little bit, 
stick with one of the Tyree Wilson, uh, defensive end, pass rusher from uh, Texas Tech. Obviously, we talked about Jalen Carter. Uh, there's a path potentially either maybe to trade up or if you stay at number seven, depending on what happens ahead of you, and I'll, I'll, I'll describe this path, maybe Will Anderson at number seven. There you go. That's now, if okay, Will Anderson me, falls at number path? seven, what's the path? Okay. Talk to me. A team behind the Raiders trades up to number three. A quarterback needy team trades up to number three behind the Raiders, right? So now you got whatever order you want to put them in. Quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Okay. Takes you to number four. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts. Quarterback, right? I mean, it. I think they'd consider it. Or do they, do they maybe, yeah, I, let's just say they go for a quarterback. Okay, right? yeah. So four quarterbacks go for one, two, three, and four. Takes you to the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks have two first-round picks and two second-round picks, all right? Knowing Pete Carroll, all right, would that not be a, 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 almost a perfect scenario for him to say, all right, we're going to roll the dice on Jalen Carter because we also have another first-round pick and two second-round picks so that in the event that it implodes, they ha- they still – you know, they're like, all right, well, we took the chance there, but we hit on the next first round pick. We hit on the next, you know, the, the two the, the, the two second round picks. Like, there's some protection there. Well, yeah. And, like, and, his whole draft's not predicated. And, and Yeah, for sure. And then just as far, in terms of the fit from Jalen Carter in Seattle, you, you take a look at on paper. They just brought Bobby Wagner back, one of the most respected veterans in the league. And Pete Carroll has a great culture that, that they, they're beginning to develop post-Russell Wilson. He's been a vet, he's a veteran coach, and you have a lot of veteran leaders on that on that defense. And, and, and So let's pencil Jalen Carter okay. to right. Seattle. Takes us to number six. We just talked about the Detroit Lions trading their cornerback, their starting cornerback. They need a starting uh, a starting cornerback. They've got Hutchinson as a rush end that yeah. they drafted last year. Maybe they go cornerback right there. Whatever one, Gonzalez, Witherspoon. Sure. Will Anderson is sitting there, number seven for the Raiders. I think. Well, if the Raiders for the Raiders, I think that would have to be a dream come true. Right. You maybe get the best I, overall prospect in the draft if he falls to number seven. He fills a positional need, right? Like you, you would love to have another pass rusher book uh, to opposite opposite Max Crosby. You don't have to trade up to get him. You keep your draft capital and you can continue to build out from there, knowing you got your pass rush potentially solidified for the next five to seven. I'm years. not saying it's gonna happen, but. They need to be prepared for the scenario. Yeah, right? and it's 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 it, it makes a little that's that's in the it's in the realm. It's not ridiculous. So Seattle, uh, although I I do wonder that's an, it's another place where Anthony Richardson and I wouldn't even rule them trading up. That's another because they do have so many picks. Do they roll the dice on the quarterback, knowing that they've got other picks yeah. uh, behind them to to offset it if it if it in case it doesn't work? And what a great situation for Anthony Richardson to go. Uh, with Gino there and, you know, kind of learning under his wing. So, look, here's the point. <laughs> it's still so much volatility yeah. as it comes to the draft. We don't know what Houston's thinking. We don't know what the Carolina Panthers are thinking. I mean, we, Bryce Young, one day it's Bryce Young. One day it's uh, – the next day it's C.J. Stroud. What if the owner, who's been involved heavily in all this, fell in love with Anthony Richardson and looks at him and says, I know he uh, Tepper wasn't there during uh, Cam Newton's time, but – I mean, that's some, somebody who kind of profiles. There's some similarities. Yeah. yeah. So what if they like, you know, then, then what happens at number two? So still a lot, a lot uh, to think about and to uh, be prepared for. That's the perfect word. They got to, the Raiders have to be prepared 
for anything. For all these scenarios. And that's why you do your due diligence on a guy like Jalen Carter. It's why you bring all all the quarterbacks in or visit with all the quarterbacks. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea. You never know. If there's an opportunity that arises, if somebody falls, you make sure you have the maximum amount of intel to make a decision that they feel is best. Uh, We have all the answers. (laughs) And one of which is that we're going to be back here next week. Uh, to talk about um, whatever has happened between now and then, which takes us one week closer uh, to the draft. I don't know if we're going to have any new kind of clarity, um, but it'll be interesting to, to do some poking around to see what Jalen Carter, uh, how that visit went, um, you know, uh, with the Raiders. And, and, and I'm really curious uh, at number three with the Cardinals and number two with Houston, you know, what the th- thought process is uh, behind that. But we're getting to the nitty gritty part of the draft. We love it. Uh, by the way, next week, the Raiders start their off-season program. Can you believe that? Will Josh Jacobs be there? That's a million-dollar question. You had a great story in today's Review Journal, VegasNation.com, updating our readers and, and, and football fans about where kind of things stand with the there negotiations. There is no update. Nothing's going on. There you go. Uh, so it looks like, uh, yeah, he's locked in right now anyway, uh, $10.6 million, $10.06 million on the franchise tag. I don't think he's necessarily happy about that, but it's not a good time. To be a star running back, no, it's entering not entering your contract year or, or looking for a new contract because the way running backs are valued monetarily now, it's just not the way. And when we were kids, man, premium Earl, position: Earl Campbell, Walter Payton, uh, Eric Dickerson, Tony Dorsett. Now that's my kid. For me, it was Marshall Falk, Edgerin James, Curtis Martin, Sean right. Alexander, LT, Ladanian Tomlinson, yeah. Priest Holmes, right. Larry Johnson. You know, you had 15, 16, 1700 yard backs and they carried your offense. Yeah, the game's teams different. Teams built their their uh their uh their their offenses around running backs, almost even more than quarterbacks. Yeah, in a lot of sense. ways. So uh the one team that didn't have great running backs, the Miami Dolphins, by the way, Larry <laughs> Muir. I always felt like if 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 uh if um Marino had a great running game, could have been a little bit different. Maybe. But so what are you gonna do? Uh I can't <laughs> Yeah, Mer- we have to go all the way back to Mercury Morris. Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. Right? <laughs> He's not laughing very loud. It's a painful uh, memory for our great producer, Larry Muir, who is a big Miami Dolphin fan, and we don't hate him uh, for that. All right, so Sam, thank you very much. Brother. My pleasure, Vinny. Uh, Larry Muir, always thank uh, to you. Uh, STN Sports, uh, STN Casinos, BlueWire.com, uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Thank you. Thanks to all our listeners, all our subscribers. You're why we do this. We'll be back here next week uh, talking about whatever might happen between now uh, and next week as it relates to the draft and, and uh, the Raiders as they uh, continue to tinker with their roster. We'll see you guys next week. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.